In the immediate aftermath of the January 6 insurgency in the US, we saw a flurry of analysis linking the Capitol Hill invasion to President Trump's speech that same day at a rally called Save America. More than a year later, this narrow view has been replaced by the reality that the attack on the Capitol was triggered by events long before the day's rally and even more. That detailed planning existed to subvert the outcome of the polls. Also, the real hypothesis that the responsibility falls on many more people than merely Trump. Out of connivance or leniency. Evidence of greater responsibility is that dozens of Republican congressmen voted against the certification of the election, in line with the wishes of the mob that occupied the Capitol at that time, even after learning of the invasion of the building where they were. The Republican Party even declared, officially, that the event was a legitimate political speech. Anticipating that a broader accountability-seeking movement would take place, tech and social media companies blocked the president's accounts, as well as many of the amplifying voices, in an app that was becoming a haven for extremists. Companies such as Marriott, AIRBNB and Dow Chemical announced that they would suspend donations to members of Congress who voted against us electoral certification. Citibank, Goldman Sachs and JPMORGAN, among other financial institutions, announced that they were suspending all grants while they re-evaluate internal funding policies. All of these actions show legitimate and welcome concern, however, these measures should not erase the debate about past behavior. One of the biggest donors to political movements in the United States, billionaire Charles Koch, reopened the discussion on responsibility for past conduct. With his brother David, who died in 2019, he helped drive the Tea Party movement and the far right wing of the Republican Party in the United States. He made a meekulp about his own conduct in his most recent book, Believe in People. Koch analyzed that sectarianism takes parties to extremes through destructive politics. He asked, can America survive as a country if our citizens despise each other? And he himself replied, boy, we made a big mistake. Here, in Brazil, all the evidence points to the fact that there will be some movement of reaction by local extremists, the Bolsonaristas, to an eventual defeat in the elections. Even without a coup taking place, it is likely that we will see serious disturbances that will leave profound consequences. The script is very predictable and much more worrying than the one designed in the US, where the armed forces kept an exemplary distance from the issue. In our case, they are playing the unfortunate role of prosecutors for the president, criticizing the electoral system. This obviousness of the outcome does not seem to be enough to anticipate a movement of vehement and public defense of our electoral system by the financial and business establishment and its class entities. Instead, energy is spent on secondary and very low probability issues, such as the emergence of a viable alternative candidacy. This leniency is creating the conditions to worsen the scenario, which is almost certain, of what is to come. No one can claim surprise. For more information on this topic, follow Paulo Alanora Macedo on Twitter.